Welcome to Let It Rip. We got sick and tired of belonging before believing that crap name. So this one's so much better. It's so much better. It's Pat Mathers, pastor of Grace Baptist Church and Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship, along with Nick Roberts. Nick Roberts, my new co-host. I'm just a guy. No, you're here too. Yes. You're my co-host. I'm a co-host. And I'm still playing this game. Yeah. Yeah, we should get focused on a, what we're going to talk about. It's called Literally Just Mowing. Is it called that's Literally Just Mowing? That's what the name of the game is. It's Literally Just Mowing. It says it's literally in the title, yes. <laughs> that wasn't me I get adding it. to it. You don't have to. I have mowed 2,029 streets. And a street consists of three properties. Do you feel good about yourself having mowed that much? Dude, so good. You know there's a guy on social media that mows yards for free? Oh, I S- see that guy. SB Mowing and oh, SB okay, Pressure Washing. I didn't know that was it, but he like goes and knocks on people's door and says, hey, your yard sucks. Let me fix it up for you for free. That is. I'm surprised more people don't get offended. Some people do, though. Do like, they? I've, I've seen a video where they, he, they tell him no, and oh. they tell him to kick rocks, and he has to go away. And he has to go kick rocks. And he's not salty about it. He just goes on to the next person. And the next person says, oh, man, I've been trying to mow for years, but I'm fat and lazy. I like how you just <laughs> broad brush stroked all those people he talks to. <laughs> okay. Some of them have disabilities, and that's why they're fat and lazy. <laughs> Some of them are just genuinely fat and lazy. There's a distinction to be made. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're laid up. And you can't do it. You can't do it. And it's like no fault of yours. That's, I guess by definition, you're fat and lazy. If you can't do anything and you don't do anything, then. Uh, yeah. From a uh, health uh, uh, health world perspective. Health world. <laughs> like it, it's a different worldview. I don't have it a is. Christian worldview. I have a health worldview. Yeah. There are some people that have that. They view everything through health and fitness. True. I mean, like and the so whole di- diet. uh you get that'd caught be, up in that whole just perception of how you view that'd everything. be different. That'd be that'd be a nutritionist. Oh, a nutrition view. Worldview, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there. I've mowed my lawn. All right. I set my game aside. So, uh, what's today's topic? I thought you had one. I don't have one. Should we just make one up? We can. Okay. What should we talk about? What are you really smart about? Uh, like, there's like three things I think. <laughs> you already have them on top of your head. What I'm smart about. What do you think I'm smart about, Pat? I think you're smart about um, economics. I try to be, but I'm not very good at it. You're you're better than anybody else I know, okay. and so therefore, therefore by I default, smart. you're <laughs> <laughs> Pat. You're we, smart about the sciencey stuff. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, not all science in toto. No, but just like a Neil deGrasse level of t- science. Oh, dude, that sucks. It, okay. Dude, okay, the more I see that guy, that guy's kind of dumb as a sack of hammers. Yes. I mean, I, he's I, smart, but he's dumb. I, you I know watched, what I mean? Yeah. I watched this thing uh, where he was talking with this other scientist, and it was like about the theory of knowledge and how we can come to scientific conclusion. And Neil deGrasse Tyson had like no uh, framework uh-huh. for viewing knowledge, <laughs> like what knowledge is, like just an epistemology. He, yeah. he just... Like, do, do you not know what induction is? Like, the difference between induction and deduction? The like, guy just had no concept, no categories for it. Really? And, and he kept talking with such arrogance and yeah. talking down to this guy. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Like, 
this and this and this. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, ah, ha, ha. and then he was like joking and he's just a stage guy. Dude, he's a stage guy. I saw him do that. They were literally on a stage and there was these smart guys talking about um, if we're in a simulation or not or if there is free will. That's what it turned into. It started with a simulation and then it morphed into there is no free will. And these guys were talking on a philosophical level. I mean, I was tracking with them, but it was still like, I had to pause it a few times and think through what they were saying. And he was just, <laughs> you guys are dummy dum-dums. I know better than you. And just so dismissive. And then they're, they're kind of like, they're like, ha, 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 at first. And then there's a point where they're like looking at each other going, is this guy for real? Like, he can't, like nobody's saying like, you're an idiot. But they're like looking totally like, like, are you really like you don't know? Like you're not tracking with what we're saying. That's right. And so he was having the view that there is free will. Yes. And then the other guy was saying that there is not free will because of the cause and effect reality yes. we all live in. Yes. And Him and there was a woman too. And they were one was, ah, dude, I think he was a cosmologist and what she was a philosopher, I think. Not a cosmologist. No, is that not it? Uh, that's like beauty. Cosmology, like <laughs> I makeup and that's stuff. That's cosmetology. Oh yes, you're right. <laughs> what is cosmology? Maybe you're not the sciencey smart guy that I I'm thought you were. Cosmology is. Uh, I'm de- like I said. I might have just made that word up, but you know, it is a uh, measure of genius to coin words. That okay, I can see that. Yeah. All right, cosmology. Oh, I didn't the make it up. Study of physical universe considered as total phenomena. Du- in du- time du- and du- you're right. It is not cosmetology. No. Yeah. It's cosmology. Yeah. We'll edit that out. Yeah. No, (laughs) for sure not. I came out good on that one. Yeah, humbling (laughs) moment for me. Goodness. It's so rare. It's so rare. uh, In Europe, Melissa and I went went to Europe. Uh Uh-huh. And first night in Italy. And everything went wrong on this trip. Everything. And that first night though, I broke I broke down. I lost it and I couldn't function. Did you weep? Uh no. I think I started tearing up, but I didn't weep. But Melissa like had to take the reins and like, okay. I guess I've got responsibility for our vacation in Europe now. And so then she had to talk to everybody and figure out where we're going to stay. Anyways, I lost it. So like real world experience. Night one. Had none. I have a little more now, but not enough to know the difference between cosmetology and cosmology. So if you, so would would you go back to Europe again or was that just like, is just too much? And you're like, yeah. Oh no, we would totally go back. You would. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much. Did you go to Greece? Um, No. Oh, well there's the problem. Oh, I mean, I haven't been there yet, you but it looks been pretty. There yet? No. Oh, okay. But I mean, that's where you should have went. Okay. Cause you wouldn't have broke down in Greece. I definitely broke down in Italy. Uh, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. We <laughs> almost got in a fight in Italy. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I was there. I was even in Bible college. That was like on our trip. Oh. <laughs> Did okay. I ever tell you this story? No, no. Oh, so we were we were stupid. I don't know if you know that about me or not, but I did. Um, so there was like five or six of us. And we went out just walking around, around our hotel. I don't have any idea where we were at. I don't think any of us did. No, we for sure didn't because the end of the story will prove this. But we uh, found a video game arcade and we were playing Street Fighter, but it was all in Italian. And we were just like laughing and laughing and it was the silliest thing. We're fighting each other in this Italian Street Fighter. And we didn't realize it, but there's like a crowd around us. And what we, uh, the f- I don't remember who the first one that realized it, but somebody nudged me and said, hey, dude, I think we're in trouble. And it was all these thug looking guys. No, th- they look like thugs from what 
thugs in another country thought 1950s thugs ought to look like. Like they had like black leather jackets and jeans and their hair was all pompadoured and probably somebody had cigarettes rolled up in their sleeve. Oh, the know? outsiders. Yeah, yeah, there was something like that. And, and so, but, but me... I, I saw this picture and I couldn't hardly laughed. stop laughing. <laughs> you laughed a lot. And that, of course, made them mad. And then they're like pushing and shoving. And then I'm kind of laughing a little bit more because I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like, we're going to get beat up yeah. from the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even American. It's Italian past. <laughs> it's Italians who think they're American. Oh, it was wild. Anyway, so we got pushing and shoving. And then somebody came in and was like yelling in Italian and and we left and then we got on a bus thinking we were headed back to um, our hotel when in reality we went some totally other faraway place and we got to the end of the line and the bus driver came up. He's like, hey, end of the line, but in Italian. And then... So <laughs> Which is, I don't know what it is, but we're like, we don't know. And then he said in broken English, like, the end, the end. And we're like, oh, where's our hotel? <laughs> <laughs> and so one of our guys knew the name of our hotel. None of the rest of us did because we're stupid yes. Americans. And so he's like, oh, no, holy moly, you guys are way far away kind of thing. You in know, Italian. in Italian. Well, that was Italian. That was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough to be Italian. <laughs> And dude, so the guy felt so bad for us. He like drove us all the way back, and it was close to an hour, honestly, how far back he had to drive us. Well, that's nice. But he like end of the line. His shift was done. He was about to get off. Realized that we're stupid Americans who were <laughs> an hour away from our hotel. It was Forty minutes or something, but it was forever. And um, he took us back, and we thanked him with tips and. I remember back then it was like, oh, what was the money? It wasn't euros. It was in Italy. Lira. Lira. Oh, the lira. And so I gave him like like twenty thousand lira and I thought it was a lot of money. And the next day I found it was like six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the the irony that it's twenty thousand lira. Yeah. And yeah. it's six dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the way, way I found out is I tried to get $20 out, and it gave me 100,000 lira. And I'm like, what the crap? And that's when I realized. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> I realized the exchange rate. I was like, oh, no. Did it have all the zeros on the bills? Or did yeah, it say, yeah. like, 20K? Oh, dude. Oh, that was a long time ago. No, it didn't say K. I want to say that it had the numbers on it, but mm. it wasn't like a 100,000 bill. It was like some other. I don't. I remember having a bunch of paper money that countries are so bad at running it was money. like monopoly for as far as i was concerned that's what it hey, is hey you're smart about money remember we established that fact yeah, yeah. uh the other thing that i think you're smart about is that you are uh very wise in your ability to communicate like you 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 communicate in a way i don't so like i just blurt things out and say things and steamroll people oftentimes and you like actually listen to what people say <laughs> and consider it. And then like, as I'm like 18 uh, paragraphs down the road, suddenly you chime in and go, Oh, well this. And I'm like, dang, Nick, why did you say that? Like 18 paragraphs ago, which I think when is in reality, what I meant is why didn't I say that? Cause you're more clever than I am with this, which, which I think is why this is going to work well. What, this being this being this, let it rip, let it rip. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, I um, hope we don't end up calling it that forever. No, but no. I feel like at this point we might. It, it's kind of embarrassing if I have a podcast. And, oh, what's the name of the podcast? And I say, let it rip. Hey, so the, the funny thing is, so my previous uh, podcast partner, Brian Gibby, I uh, just texted him with a picture of us about to podcast, record this. And uh, he said, let it rip. And that's where we got this name from. Mm-hmm. And oh, boy. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what you're smart about. Um, so what are the topics we're going to talk about today? I don't know. Following instructions. Okay. Let's uh, read the instructions that came with this new... Uh, Here, what um, is this thing called? It's uh, Focusrite. It's, um, it takes the audio from our microphones and gi- digitizes it and puts it into your computer. Okay. Wow, that was exciting. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I think it was this table. Okay. The leg on the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Okay, so... Um, yeah, will you read those? Because I didn't bring my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are the important safety instructions for using this audio box. One, read these instructions. Two, keep these instructions. Don't get rid of them. Three, heed all warnings. <laughs> Four, follow all instructions. <laughs> What's five? Just for just so we can at least get yeah, to yeah, some, some yeah. meat. Uh, do not use this apparatus near water. That's good information. Heed the warning. Yeah, heed, <laughs> heed all warnings. <laughs> and uh, six, clean only with a dry cloth because <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> have it near water. I'm so glad we got the six. <laughs> Might as well go all the way through, right? Seven. Do not install any heat sources such as radiators, heat <laughs> registers, stoves, or other apparatus, including amplifiers that produce heat. Dude, this thing is like the size, let's see, it's like the size of three cell phones. And so to think about, I'm going to attach a radiator. <laughs> Hold on, the next one's better though, okay? Because in case you thought the top of this was a good surface to put something, oh. don't place naked flames. <laughs> Such as lighted candles on the apparatus. I wait, like wait, wait, wait. A light a lit candle would not be naked flame. Um, isn't the it's flame... It's completely enclosed in the wax. And the flame's on top. A naked flame would be like a, a match. No? Uh, I mean, isn't a flame... I, I guess... Is there, a, is there a distinction between a mini- naked flame and a clothed flame? Um, saying yes. Oh. Should we Google it? Re- read the next one while I'm looking this up. Okay, number eight. Uh, do, uh, no, number nine, do not block ventilation openings install in accordance with the manufacturers. All right. Now we're, I'm, I'm bored with these instructions. Well, where's, what, is there a, is there a ventilation on this? I don't know. All right. I don't see any ventilation, anything on this. What is a naked flame? Yeah. Mine says, uh, mine. So the first hit that I get says candles and naked flame safety. Oh. All right, I so was I th- wrong. I think that so candle I was, wrong. was a naked flame. So All I think right. the instructions are correct. What? Well, they're they're correct in the words that they say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't I put a candle on top of this. No. Or other heat sources such as a radiator. It's funny how those are the instructions for this thing. Yeah. Not how not, to use it. Yeah. Not how to. What does it's this knob do? What does these buttons do? Fair. <laughs> it does say important safety instructions. So, but that is to the neglect of. Any other instructions? Yeah. So here we are left no, with yeah. not knowing how to use it. Yeah. Doesn't tell you inside there. It does. It tells you. It in says in Spanish and Japanese or does it Chinese. Say it in Italian. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Following instructions. Okay, so would would you say that the Bible is basic instructions before leaving Earth? Have you ever heard that before? Ooh. That's an acronym for Bible. Some people use. It's probably. In a, I'm sure it's on a T-shirt somewhere. Before. B I B L E. Oh, I get it. Basic instructions. Yes. Before. Have you it's ever heard that before? I haven't heard that before. Okay, I have. It's so how I, you knew I was a Christian in the '90s. Yes, that would be <laughs> how you know you're a Christian in the '90s. <laughs> um. Um. So, do you think that that is just a, a silly, kitschy way of thinking about the Bible? Do you think the Bible is actually that's what it is. It is instructions for us before we're, while we're here on earth. I mean, in a sense, it's instructions for us, but I mean, that's like not the primary purpose of it in my mind. You don't think so? No. Okay. What, is, what, what would you say is the primary purpose and what would you say is the place we would go to, to find instruction? Um, okay. So first I would like to say that the primary purpose of the Bible is to bring us into relation with God. Okay. Because apart from it, which is his word, we are separate from him. Okay. If we are to go somewhere for instruction, it would be the Bible. Okay. But it's not, um, it is not the only place for instruction because you get instruction from a lot of things that are not the Bible that okay. are very helpful. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would frame it. No, I'd say it a little differently, which I'm not disagreeing at this point yet. We'll have to find out. Yeah. But I think I would say that the Bible as God's self-revelation is him disclosing who he is, his character first and foremost. And then secondarily, I would say it is based on that. It's the way we relate to him. And then down the road, it's probably some instructions for living here on earth. But I would say that's like, at best, like sixth or seventh down the list, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would then be the list of all those things? Would you be able to... Well, it would be, rip? first of all, uh, knowledge of God, um, knowledge of um, our ourself, knowledge of why we need God to reveal himself to us instead of us simply knowing God, Um how we can, therefore, in light of the fact that we can't know God on our own, how God is, uh, the means by which God is given to us so that we might know him and restore that relationship that was severed. And then from there, now that we have union with God, union with Christ through a restored relationship, then it's instructions on how to live with him, for him, for his glory, and then that's why way down the list, I would say anything that has to do with how we live here on earth is going to be like sixth or seventh down the mm -hmm. list. Because um, I don't think that's what God is first and foremost concerned about. Although if you talk to a lot of people, they think that is what he's first and foremost concerned about. You know, what did why you do? do? Did you drink this? Did you eat this? Did you go to this movie? Did you, you know, what, what are you doing? Are you playing the cards? They're, okay. they're, they think that God is concerned with how you act. Yeah, really concerned. Yeah. And because of sin, obviously, but... Um, are, they are they concerned about your actions or are they concerned about God's concern of your actions? Like, what... Why, Both. Go ahead, you, what qualify? Uh, well, like, why, uh, why even 
care what other people do on their own? Why why impose whatever instruction you have on them? As a person? Yeah. Um, power. Subject subjecting people to my whims and desires and wills. It's and then it's how, how governments work it. or how yeah. businesses work, right? I yeah. s- subject my employees yeah. to my will so that I can make money. And they too. I mean it's it's mutually beneficial in the best way. Yeah. W- if it's done right. Um, but in, um, the worst way it could be to just wield power over somebody. I feel like that's the way many religions and Christian traditions function is it is a power play, a power grab so that they, um, yeah, keep people in subjection. Um, it's one of the reasons why when you're, you're talking with somebody on the street and they go, well, I'm a good person, their initial thought is, well, God's most concerned about how I live here on this earth, right? I mean, that's right. why they respond that way right, right away. When instead, I, I don't really care so much about that. And I really honestly don't care necessarily about their individual sins. So somebody could come up and say, well, I'm of this lifestyle or I'm of this person or I'm a, I, you know, I voted this way or, you know, and they think that I'm going to go, oh my gosh, you're a sinner. When in reality, that stuff doesn't enter into it, right? N- none of that stuff. Um, what, what it has to do with is that we as humans, if you're a human being, you are, um, you are because of your nature, um, living in antithesis to God. It's not the things you do. It's your nature. The things you do come out of that nature. It's regardless of what you do. Right. So they're second, they're, you know, yeah. down the list. It's, it's the nature that needs to be changed, not your actions. I'm not yeah. concerned about behavior modification. God isn't concerned about behavior modification. What he's concerned about is changing your nature and the way that your nature is changed is through the gospel, through belief and trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then once your nature is changed and now rather than you hating God and desiring to live your own life, now you have affections for God and desiring to live uh, a life that is consistent with who he, uh, he is and now subtly my actions will change because of my new love, my new affections, my new heart for God, right? So it isn't, um, it, it isn't I'm changing my behavior so God's pleased with me. Instead, God changes me so we have a relation together and now because I love him, I just want to live a life that's pleasing to him. Which is then where you get to the instructions. Which is then when you get to the instructions. Right. But even those instructions aren't necessarily just how do I live here on earth as a good moral person, Mm -hmm. right? It's how do I please God with my life? And that in turn might not actually be um, a good way to live here on earth for people, you know, persecute Christians. And you might actually get yourself in a whole lot of trouble for living in a way that's consistent with God's character and how he's revealed himself. Right. I mean, you're the instructions, if Mm -hmm. you want to call the Bible, a set of instructions before leaving earth, can conflict with other instructions that are imposed on you. Right. The implication with basic instructions before leaving earth is this is how you're going to have a good life on earth. 
Oh, yeah. That is the implication. Yeah. So, like, uh, this is how you set your life up to be well on earth before yeah. going to heaven. Yeah. And then everything would be great. Like, yeah, yeah. Great. You're, you're going to have. Heaven is great. Y- yeah. Life is great because of the Bible. Right. Because right. the Bible, because you're following it. Which undercuts the entire purpose. The entire purpose. Right. And what? How much? How many percent of Christians who've lived through church history who've been persecuted and martyred and killed and who have lived in? How about this? How pe- people who just live in abject poverty? Mm-hmm. People who who live in places where, you know, they they can't um, be free and open and and live those basic instructions out because if they do, they're going to be um, in real trouble with the world with the earth, with the world system of the day. So when, you know, a good place to go to look at this contrast is in Revelation. And it's Revelation chapter 18 and chapter 19. And the contrast is in in um, chapter 18. It talks about Babylon, or the, it's a symbol of the world system, the way the world functions, the, the way that the world wants to live life. And we would look at that and we would see there are some aspects that we would go, oh, well, is that really a bad thing? Commerce, trade is explicitly mentioned many times in um, Revelation 18. The problem is, is that if that's an end in and of itself, it becomes a bad thing. Mm -hmm. If it is... Uh, a trade that leads someone to um, have power and cause harm to other people in the sense that they're martyred or, you know, even one of the places in Revelation 18, it says that people sell the souls of other people, meaning it says slavery. Um, So we would see that as being extremely problematic. Mm. Um, So here's the world system. Then you have in Revelation chapter 19, Christ returning. And him bringing all of his people who've been united with him because their relationship has been restored with him through his death, burial, and resurrection. Um, God's reconciled them to himself through Christ. And those people return and completely annihilate the world system. And Christ sets up his rule as king over the earth. And there's no more of those things. We don't see, you know... In uh, Revelation chapter 21, when um, the New Jerusalem comes down and whatever that is, we, that's for another podcast, but um, it comes down. There's no more tears. There's no more sorrow. There's no more pain. There's no more suffering. All of the nations who are left come freely before the Lord. They're freely given of uh, food to eat and uh, whatever to drink and all of these things. There, there's no more of the way the world functioned. And so if the Bible is just simply that, then... It, it, it doesn't do a real good job of preparing us for the real world that's to come, the real earth, the new heavens and new earth. Um, but if it is more than that, if it's how we can have a relationship with God, then it perfectly prepares us for that because we'll be with him in bliss as we worship him forever. So if the instructions uh, or if the, what is it, basic instructions before leaving earth uh-huh. mantra um, if so it, corny. It's so bad. It's it is really bad. <laughs> That's what the name of our podcast should have been. Um, this is really bad. <laughs> kids cannot stop. Go ahead, ask your question. If instructions aren't the primary purpose of the Bible, uh-huh. 
and there are conflicting instructions that you get imposed on you from outside mm-hmm. <laughs> external uh like the government whether it's federal state local you also have parents you have instructions from whatever uh, group you're working with and um, your spouse uh you have all these instructions coming yeah, at yeah. you, even yeah. uh, important safety instructions yep yep uh how do you discern what instructions are useful for your daily life? Mm, I mean, yeah. if, if if the Bible's primary purpose is not for that, I guess I, you can use it as a standard to look at instructions. But <laughs> Well, we, we talked earlier about how, or I did, that it's like w- way down the list. That doesn't mean it's not on the list. Um, so if, it, if we live according to these principles in a vacuum, completely what we might say disassociated from the um the you know whole point of what we've just been talking about having that relationship with the lord that being primary us being right with god first and foremost you know some people so we're we're not trying to see as the 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 works that we do are being the me- reason why we're right with god or the reason why we're right instead what we're trying to do is um, see, okay, well, we, we're right with God. So now, as I'm right with God, he, how then do I look at um, these relationships? So I'm told, for example, in uh, First Timothy that I'm to pray for all of the leaders um, who are over me because they've been instituted by God. And I know there are a lot of people who don't like that, especially in light of, you know, um, their perhaps particular favorite political favorite isn't in power right now, but you know, tough. Um, the The reality is is that we're supposed to pray for our leaders, kings, and those who have authority over us. We're supposed to honor them. We're supposed to submit to them as best we can according to Scripture, and uh, pray for them so that we might live a quiet and peaceable life here on this earth. So there is a sense where we're supposed to be good citizens, um, but it never comes at the exclusion of my relationship with the Lord or we might say it is going to be um, informed by my relationship with the Lord so if I'm called on to do something that comes in conflict with what God calls me to do well that's when civil disobedience that's when I would have to reject the authorities of this day and age but for the most part that's not the case right now right I mean we're free to pretty much you know do what we want to do we're free to go out and share the gospel with people. We're free to, you know, have worship services. I mean, even during COVID, uh, we never shut down. Uh, We weren't waving a banner saying, you know, screw you, Gavin Newsom, you know, kind of thing. But we just kept on doing what we're doing, you know, and we didn't make a big deal of it, but we also didn't capitulate um, and said, no, we're going to, we're supposed to worship the Lord, not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, so we're going to continue to do that. We tried to be wise about it, so we still had masks and you know, um, hand washing station or uh, sanitizing stations available, but at the same time, um, yeah, we didn't we we didn't shut down. So that's a a example of how we navigated those waters. I'm not saying we did it perfectly, but I think we honored God as best we could honor what the governments were trying to tell us to do. So they're not parallel lines. We honor God first and foremost, no matter what. Um, but when we can, and in as many situations as we can, we should be submitted to, to the government. Um, our wives, you know, we definitely, we have, uh, 
um, clear commands on how we're to have husband and wife relationships within the household, um, loving one another, submitting one another, but especially um, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. So I'm supposed to love my wife in a way that would be befitting of Christ's love he has for me. So I'm informed by my relationship with Christ and how I relate with my wife. Mm-hmm. The parallel with how Christ loves the church and how husbands just love their wives, likewise, are inversed in which the church submits to Christ the mm-hmm. way the wife should submit to the husband. Mm-hmm. But that parallel does not apply to a relationship between a person and their government mm-hmm. or other institutions. Right. 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 Um, so would is there a means or is there a a, a a permissiveness to the instructions we receive from the government in that we are permitted to not submit? Let's say it's something that uh, is uh, a loose issue, like like not not something not a hill to die on, but you want to exercise your right to not do it or exercise the freedom to not do it and receive punishment for it. Are you still falling in line with the instructions or the yeah the instructions that God has Would given? Would an us? example be like um, code enforcement asks us to paint our parking spaces so many feet apart, and we do the math and realize we can get a few more cars in if we paint them a little closer together, or we want them a little further apart? Is, is that the kind of civil disobedience? I mean, an example of the government wants us yeah. to do one thing, but we have the freedom to do something else. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking <coughs> more explicit. Uh, like, like for example, um, there's the, uh, the, the whole, um, it's like a subculture of uh, taxation is theft. Oh, right? sure. Okay, yeah. so yeah. They, they would believe that sales tax is theft, and all taxation is theft. And mm-hmm. I, The primary one that would be a sticking point, though, would be the income tax because mm-hmm. we're mandated by the government to pay our income tax based on the income that we earn. Mm-hmm. And so if they a- tried to exercise their, f- you know, quote-unquote freedoms to not pay income tax, well, they're going to receive the punishment and judgment for not paying those, right? Right, right. And so uh, is there an avenue for a Christian to not pay their taxes, knowing they're going to receive punishment for it. Well, so, sure, there's an avenue. It's called disobedience. It's right. sin. So, uh, and the reason why I would say it, it is sin is, um, so earlier we talked about your nature needs to be mm-hmm. changed, right? Well, it doesn't completely change to the point where you're totally sanctified. So there is a process that happens after you've been what we call born again, Um, that your affections have now been changed, but that doesn't mean that you're completely, totally um, thinking God's thoughts after him. There's a process called sanctification. We're becoming more like Christ in our thinking, in our heart, in our attitude, in our actions. Um, So somebody who would be uh, saying, uh, taxation is theft, I don't need to therefore pay my taxes, we would look at it and we could glaringly see where their sanctification is lacking Mm -hmm. and the reason is is because the bible clearly tells us in several places that we're supposed to pay our taxes supposed to pay what's due to what's due and we're supposed to honor the government and they don't bear the sword in vain jesus paid his taxes Um, paul apparently paid his taxes since he's the one who wrote that in romans chapter 13 Um, so i think that that we don't have a leg to stand on when we say, um, you know, I, taxation is theft, or I think the government's going to use it in a sinful way, therefore I'm not going to give them my money. 
um, but that that doesn't follow, at least biblically. Mm-hmm. It might follow your partially fallen sense of right and wrong logically, but biblically you can't make the case for that. You you you're, so I would say that when we come to things that are in, in scripture instructions, pay your taxes, that w- we don't have the privilege or the liberty to deny that we shouldn't because we love Christ. We should have a whole episode on that. We, we love the Lord. Well, we can. Yeah, we, we absolutely can. Um, but we love the Lord and he's told us to do it. And because of our love for him and we believe we should believe he's the one who's instituted the governments that exist. That's what he said he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so even evil, wicked tyrants, he's put in positions for his own reasons. He raises up people to demonstrate his wrath on them sometimes. He raises up people because he's showing his wrath on people. Uh, you know, it, one of the ways he shows his wrath is letting people get what they want, right? Romans chapter one. And so sometimes he'll let people have wicked rulers that they want. Um, that doesn't mean we are Sounds free familiar. from paying taxes. It doesn't mean we're free from um, still supporting that because we're in a sense, supporting what God has instituted. Mm. Yeah. For his means, for his purposes. The question is, do you trust God or do you not? Right. So to summarize our uh, podcast on instructions, (laughs) (laughs) Bible is not primarily a book of instructions before leaving earth. Right. But it does provide a framework to interpret what what instructions we should be living our lives by. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the more we grow in our relationship with Christ, the more we're going to see those things as being not only reasonable, but good and desirable. Um, And the more we trust God, we're going to believe that, okay, he has the best interest in mind, even if I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what we need to do when we come to these issues. All right. We're almost at 40 minutes. Okay. Which is long. Mm, Yeah. So if there were, been lots of 40 minute episodes. There was three three to five places to go for a quick summary of good instructions. Where should we go? Proverbs. Um but the you want to read Proverbs backwards, meaning um as a Christian I'm reading it through the lens of Jesus Christ. Cuz there's going to be some things in there that um that that we're going to interpret different than a Jew of Solomon's day reading it and interpreting it. But Proverbs is a good place to go. Um, The Romans chapters 12 through 15 is a good place that you're going to want to go. Ephesians 5, 6, or pardon me, 4, 5, and 6 is a good place that you're going to want to go. You can, as a believer, look to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, I don't think it has much to say for the non-believer, the person who isn't right with the Lord, I think mm. it just is going to either condemn them or to make them feel a sense of security that they shouldn't have. Because they're doing those things. Because they, they could be doing those right. things, you know, being kind, forgiving, um, lending to others, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, not judging, uh, but there's a whole context to that. We should do a whole episode on that. So those are good places to go, probably. Um. Yeah, those are good places to go. Is there anywhere else you'd send somebody besides those places? Uh, no, no. I had never anything off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, Proverbs.
Proverbs was the only one that came to mind for me. Yeah, it was. So. That's, and by that's, reading backwards, should, right? you didn't mean read them 31, 30, 29. You, you meant can. read yeah. it. Why not? Read it. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. You meant read it with a more historical context as if it was being y- read to people. Yeah, well, this is another whole podcast, but we read the Old Testament in light of the New. Mm-hmm. Um, we love the Old Testament. It's all Christian scripture, we believe. And so when we read the Old Testament, we read it through the lens of Jesus Christ and all his fulfillment and accomplishment. And so that's what I mean by read it backwards. But you can read it 31 <laughs> down to one if you want. I don't know. That might be a interesting way i've never read it like that so maybe i will next month there you go <laughs> all right you want to wrap it up for us because i don't know how to wrap up on here well we thank you for listening to our podcast as silly as it is and as uh hopefully informative as it is uncoordinated well it's the first one it is. we've done together i feel like it's better than me and brian's first one was it i think so uh-huh. it was a wreck <laughs> There's a couple of them that were really rough in the beginning, but I think we kind of got our sea legs under us and we got it figured out. And I'm sure we're doing the same. Yeah, I think we're better off than. Anyway, this is a better start. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're just. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, long story short, thanks for listening, and I guess we're gonna let them rip from now. On. <laughs>